I'm Elena Salinas, software engineer and host of the Women in Tech show, technical interviews with prominent women in tech. This will be the last episode of the year. I'll be back in January with some great episodes that I recorded at KubeCon in Austin, Texas. This was a great year. I joined Microsoft Research, interviewed many people from the tech industry, and got a chance to attend the Grace Hopper Conference. This is the biggest gathering of women in technology. This conference has talks ranging from technical to career development. There is also a big career fair and attendees can be interviewed for internships and full-time jobs at the conference. When I was there, I saw some of the attendees look stressed and worried because of the job interviews. I overheard their concerns and talked with them and gave them some advice for technical job interviews. This will be the focus of today's episode. I hope you find it useful. Before we get on with the show, I just want to mention that I learned recently that for more people to discover and benefit from the show, it helps a lot if there are reviews on iTunes, as this is a component of how the algorithms work. I would appreciate it if you leave a review on iTunes it would also help me understand what you like and what you don't like and improve the show based on that. I do this show because I want to raise awareness that we all benefit if women in tech are talking about technical topics instead of only women in tech. This is the reason why the show is called Women in Tech. I'm not a fan of labels and I hope that one day we can all just be people in tech. Anyway, I hope you like this episode about technical job interviews. Whether we find a job through a job portal, networking, or university recruiting, part of the process involves doing a technical interview. In recent years, we've seen different formats emerge some of them involve pair programming with an engineer, taking an online quiz, or whiteboard interviews. For this episode, I'll focus on the whiteboard interview because it's the one that I've experienced. I've had many interviews. Some of them have gone well, while others haven't. I want to talk first about the things that I did wrong in my first interviews. When the interviewer gave me a technical problem, I would immediately go to the whiteboard and start trying to solve it without saying a word. I made two mistakes here. The first one is that I missed out on clarifying information that is crucial to solve a problem. For example, are we only working with numbers or also with strings? Are we supporting multiple data types? If you don't ask questions before you start working on an interview question, your interviewer can get the impression that you won't ask questions before you start working on a project at their company. This is a very important skill to have in the workplace. It's not like school anymore. You don't get an assignment with all the steps detailed for you. You have to find out what those are and define them. The second mistake I would make is that I would stand up, go to the whiteboard, and start thinking of the solution without saying anything, without communicating what my thought process was. 
when I was doing a mock interview with a friend, he told me that he knew I was thinking of the solution because we had worked together. But to a stranger, it can seem that I'm clueless or that I'm actually thinking. But still, it's something unsure. It's important not to rush on a solution right away. Take some time to brainstorm ideas and mention those ideas verbally. Sometimes the interviewer will gladly participate in this. After all, that's how it is at work. To summarize, when you first get a technical problem, number one, clarify missing information and ask questions. Number two, don't rush to solve the problem and take time to brainstorm and communicate this. Let's talk about coming up with a solution. Before you begin writing code, it helps if you come up with the algorithm first. For me, it helps to visualize first what the problem is through a series of examples. If it's a problem related to trees, I would start with thinking about the null case, a one node, two nodes, three nodes, etc. This can help you generalize a solution. On the whiteboard, write down a list of the things the algorithm needs to do. This way, you can find bugs and issues before writing any code. Just keep track of the time. I made a mistake once where I spent too much time asking for clarifying questions and brainstorming that I barely had time to write the code. The downside of this is that the interviewer doesn't get to see how you code. You can also come off as if you're trying to avoid the coding portion. It helps to wear a wristwatch, or if there's a clock in the room, look at it occasionally. Sometimes the interviewer will tell you, I think we have seen the necessary information, let's start coding. While you're coding, point out that you're leaving a code comment for error handling. Once an interviewer asked me, that's a good point, how would you handle it? Would you throw an exception or would you return a specific value? This can make for a good short discussion about code quality. Mention a few error cases. Other times, the interviewer can say, you can assume that the parameters you're getting already passed the validation. However, it's still important to bring this up to show that you're aware of error cases and code quality. If you don't have the solution right away, it always helps to point out the obvious naive solution. While you're explaining this, you should be thinking of how to improve it or of a better solution. When you state the obvious, indicate why it is not the best solution. For this, it helps to be familiar with big O notation. It's okay to go over two or three solutions verbally first. The interviewer sometimes guides you by saying, can we do better? This can sometimes mean they're looking for a more efficient solution. After you have finished coding the solution, reuse the examples from the brainstorming session to walk through your code and make sure it works. For instance, you can say, okay, let's go over the example of a tree with one node, then of the one with two nodes, etc. To summarize, when you're coming up with a solution, do a quick brainstorm, use examples of different cases to come up with a solution, and state the steps involved. Point out that you're aware of error handling, 
continue writing the solution, and at the end, walk through the code using the examples from the beginning. After you finish this, the interviewer sometimes asks you how you would test this and what your test cases would be. I recommend that you organize your test cases in different categories. Some examples are the performance category, error cases, or the positive expected cases. For this, it helps to think of what the user requirements are. With this, you can think of what are the cases that this solution is meant to solve. Those are the positive test cases. For error cases, think about what is expected to fail and list those. For performance, think about extreme quantities. For example, if the problem is about lists, mention that you would have a case with a large list and a really small list. If it's about numbers, you test the maximum integer number and the smallest. I recommend reading about testing software to get more ideas of these categories. Almost always, there will be a few minutes at the end dedicated for you to ask questions. I recommend that you write down the questions you would ask prior to the interview. Don't say, I don't have any questions. Even if you feel the interview didn't go well, or you're not super passionate about the team, there's always something you can ask. It can be about what the person likes and hates the most about his or her job, or it can be something related to the person's work or technologies and practices used at the company. Don't feel discouraged to ask something, even if you feel you didn't do well. The last thing I want to talk about is searching and applying for a job. I've been told that you should only apply to work at a place where you're truly passionate to work for. They say, pick a company that you love or a product that you enjoy using and see if you can work there. I don't recommend that you always do this. You can rule out many good options this way, especially if you are looking for an internship or an entry-level job. You can focus on other goals instead. What do I want to get more experience in? Is it cloud computing, web development, or artificial intelligence? When you talk to companies at the career fair, find out if their job openings are in this area. You might find a really good position at a company or a nonprofit that wasn't in your list. If you're looking to switch teams at your company, it helps to talk informally with members of that team. For this, I found that almost everyone is willing to have lunch with you. People are mostly available at noon too, so there's low risk of lack of availability. This is an informal way to find out what the team is working on and see what the personalities of your potential team members are like. You can learn many things from lunch meetings and this can help you in the formal interviews. I hope you found this information useful. I'll include related resources in the show notes. Thank you for listening and happy holidays.